Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you're joining me for this episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. This is episode number 95, you inky savages. Just saying. We're steamrolling ahead. Thank you for being here. So today we talk about a few things. One of those things is whatever happened to those affordable starter fountain pens made by Nemesine? We have a talk about what could have happened. Now, very interesting conversation, and we dive right into it. So let's get right into it, but let me first talk about our sponsors. Go over to goldspotpens.com, goldspot.com, rather. Actually, if you go to goldspotpens.com, it takes you to goldspot.com. I don't know how they did that, the geniuses. Anyway, go to goldspot.com and use coupon code ROY to get an additional discount throughout the Goldspot Pens store. There are some exclusions that do apply with certain brands, but for the most part, the brands that matter are discountable. <laughs> I'm just kidding, throwing some shade. Anyway, we need to talk a little bit about our other sponsor, Luxury Brands. Now, this is in regard to the Kinshu by Platinum. The Platinum 3776 Kinshu, there is a second wave of the Kinshu back in stock. Now, it's going to be gone really quick, so make sure you get yours. Get it wherever you can find it, but first start with goldspot.com because <laughs> of the sponsors. You see how that works? Anyway, Halloween has passed. And it's that time of the year to be thankful and stuff. Tom would be exceptionally grateful to anyone that can help clear out the inventory of Penboy Roy t-shirts from his home office. He needs the room so I can send him a 29-gallon fish tank. Show your fandom for the Penboy Roy and save Tom's marriage when you buy a t-shirt from inkjournal.com. The link will be in the description below. So get yourself a t-shirt and a kinshu over at Goldspot like I did. I just, I just wrapped the whole thing up into like 10 seconds. I think it's pretty cool. So anyway, before I get started with this week's episode, this podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. Actually, as a matter of a few hours ago, if you follow the Pen Boy Roy Instagram, YouTube channel, or TikTok, what you'll notice is I uploaded a video on the Nemo sign Singularity. And I realized as I uploaded it, and I'm doing the vocals for it, if we want to call it that, or the narration for the video, I mm. said something that is true, but I don't know the whole story. And from okay. what I understand, Nemo sign went out of business. And I'm not sure why. All I know is that the quality was good. The price was good, but they went out of business because they were not entirely capable of figuring out the logistics of the business side of the brand, right? Mm -hmm. So what I was thinking was I would really like to get to the bottom of why it was Nemo Sign went out of business. And I just wished that I had a friend who was in the industry who was, I don't know, say in retail that could probably explain better than I could about what happened being that I don't even know what happened. Well, I mean, if you were talking about me, I unfortunately can't give you that much more information uh, than you already have at your own disposal because, it, it, you know, from experience of working with, I, I, I don't know, like, there's a bunch of different ways to pronounce it, like nemocene or nemocene or whatever, but what, whatever have you, the ones that make the singularity, the fission, like the inexpensive 
pens that, um, you know, came in a wide array of different nib sizes. They had, like, extra fine, fine, medium. There was also, like, a, a few different stub sizes that you wouldn't normally normally see, like, a 0.6 and a 0.8. But I digress, because the, the Nimacine or whatever is a brand that was really good for a while because it was an inexpensive starter type pen but right. like you could also find them in a wide array of different colors so you could actually build out your whole entire collection with just all nemocene pens and like have them in all sorts of different nib sizes have the the fission which was a metal based pen the singularity you could have a demonstrator you could have marbled i think you got the one that's uh, you're holding there is like the marble blue yeah one that kind of looks like marbled acrylic i think as a matter of fact the reason why i bought this marbled blue one was because i think the second time that you and i did a gold spot video like several years ago we mm -hmm. were comparing green acrylic pens that i had versus your blue acrylic pens do you yeah. remember that and then you had yes. the nemo sign singularity in i still have it yeah and i remember thinking gee i want this and then you said well if you want it you can have it i'm like no i'm not going to take yours i'll buy one so i ended up just buying one i don't remember where <laughs> where it is i bought it though was it from... it's a it's a really really nice pen for what it was it was like what 20 bucks or it was 25 dollars like i remember the yeah. msrp was 24.99 and what's really surprising about this pen is that it has a number six size stainless steel nib. I don't know if it's Bach or Yovo. And if I had to bet, I would say it's Bach. Uh -huh. Right? It has a cheapy plastic feed and it's a cartridge converter fountain pen, but it's all acrylic and it was $25. And to my knowledge, this was the least expensive pen on the market that is an acrylic fountain pen that had a number six size stainless steel nib. And yeah. I can't imagine that a company that provides a product with this pedigree for that cost would go out of business unless something was going on behind closed doors that people didn't know about. And I think, listen, I'm not here to throw shade at people or talk shit about people, but I'm thinking maybe it's, maybe we should talk about it. Maybe we should, like what kind of challenges did retailers like you have with the people Nemesign. I mean, why were were there challenges? Were they a small company? Could they not produce enough? Like, what was going on that you I know? I think of? that might have been. See, that it's it was so inexpensive, and at the time, I believe that Goldspot was one of maybe like three or four different retailers in the United States that sold Nemosine, Nemesine, whatever. And you know, they they're they were super inexpensive. So what would happen is you'd get like a lot of people buying them like it's just that it's a very high volume product because it's so inexpensive so as you uh fillet the uh the pen and you, I, and you can't see this of course but i'm looking at it as i'm looking at you on facetime and talking to you at the same time it's it's very difficult to concentrate and, and tell my story straight here um but uh but yeah he's doing he's doing obscene things with the pen um yeah so there would be times I remember when we would issue purchase orders of, you know, talking like hundreds of pens because, I mean, of course, it's a low ticket product. So, like, you need to be able to stock a good amount of them because all of a sudden, like, 10, 15 of them could sell. So, to sometimes the same person, too. So, you know, you'd have to keep a lot on hand. And what would happen is you would place an order for them. You have to pay for it up front. You almost have to, like, as a vendor you'd have to go there and actually buy through their website, like through a wholesale portal so that you would actually be shopping on there as if you were a consumer, but you would get like a vendor discount. Like, so you would get like a retailer discount after you check out. So you would pay 
for your entire order and then nothing for seven weeks maybe and then you would try to chase after the info at nemascene.com which is being answered by a guy who only goes by the first name of nick uh-huh. and maybe get a response a week later that oh we're still packing things up you know then this is like seven weeks after placing an order and paying for it so the money's already there mm-hmm. but it's like what's going on like why can't we get anything Mm-hmm. And so it was like pulling teeth and it was also really bad with the after sales support because I mean with an inexpensive pen and especially when you come to these like little like little cosmetic sort of issues like my demonstrator for example has the slight minor little hairline cracks around the cap lip okay if you're familiar with that issue but like but like even me who turns my caps in a very modest way to secure them to the barrel of the pen not over tightening them like some people i know like (laughs) i was able to cause these little fissures in the cap that when it's a demonstrator you could clearly see them like you could see clearly see these little lines that happen but like it's kind of that kind of stuff and then like scratchy nibs because there were probably are bach nibs but but my question is when it came to the demonstrator singularity and there were these little fissures in the rim of the the cap was that because the demonstrator material was made of something different than the acrylic ones was it like just injection molded or was probably it, well, i'm pretty probably. sure they probably weren't using clear acrylic right no no it's probably injection it's 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 definitely injection molded but the thing is like it's a cosmetic thing i, I still use mine all the time i have one in like either a 0.8 or a 0.6 um stub nib and they 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 do well i like putting shimmerings in them because i don't mind if you know they get all crazy and yucky right but you were saying going back to what you were saying you were saying like there were cosmetic issues and the after service wasn't that great describe what you were talking about the after well, service not being great i mean if a vendor or if a, if a retailer places like a ten thousand dollar purchase order and then doesn't get any word from the company like seven weeks later when they bought that much from them. What do you think is going to happen when an end user comes to the, you know, the, to the to the company and says, hey, I got a problem with my pen. Same thing. It's just it's like it's a never ending chase to the phantom man whose name is Nick and goes by no other, you know, is a faceless entity that somehow existed and ran this company. I don't know. Mm. So, so basically you're saying a customer would have like an issue, like for example, if the demonstrator had cracks or fissures in the cap because of over tightening, like some asshole, you know, right. Mm-hmm. And they come to gold spot or you, or they, at the time, probably Dawn, they're like, Hey, listen, there's a defect or something. So you would say, okay, we'll take care of it for you. You replace the pen for them. But now you need a recourse as a retailer from the brand correct right but even even not even that but also the end users themselves so like if you had a problem with your pen it was let's say outside of the retailers you know return policy and you had an issue like several months down the road and it's like oh what what, am, what can i do and it's like well you could you know nemacine had like a one-year warranty i think on their on their pens and it had it in like this very noodlers-esque sort of piece of paper that gets rammed into 
the the box <laughs> sleeve that the pens came in. Right. So so you know you know this is the kind of thing that you're dealing with here is that it's you know it's kind of like the equivalent of a noodler's that didn't smell and that didn't have flex nibs. So it's like it's very bare bones and very uh, austere sort of packaging and everything else. So you know you'd have you'd have these end users trying to contact the same guy and then they would be reaching out to us because they don't get any you know they they get no restitution from the manufacturer because it's, there's there's no communication so what happens there you guys just eat the cost sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes that would have to happen so i mean because the customer's got to be happy there i mean you leave away the issue especially if it's a starter type of person a starter type of person who's just mm-hmm. getting into fountain pens they buy a fountain pen and it ends up like being a dud within a few months you know and and they and they find out that the industry is full of people who don't want to answer their email or don't want to provide any sort of service you, they're not coming back right you know they're not going to be they're going to be soured on the whole entire experience so what is it that you think caused the demise of the Nemo sign brand do you think it was because of things like this happening enough times that retailers are getting frustrated and they're like you know what we're good we're not going to stock your products and then eventually nobody's buying from them and they went out of business or was there something else that i, I really can't tell you you know this the I, I first of all this was a while ago so uh, i mean like my memory on the specific details are is a little bit fuzzy but you know from from what i remember is that there was always like an open amount of orders that needed to be taken care of and it was just always there they would always be behind and it was always like this faceless communication from this guy nick and uh, you know i'm i'm wondering how many people out there are actually listening and may have had you know incursions with this particular person or have heard of this person before and if if you have just feel free to let us know at pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com i'd be interested to hear if there was any nick stories in there but it was you know it just was i think it just fizzled out because it just was not feasible for for especially if it was a small operation if it was like a guy nick and maybe a couple other people packing stuff to be able to handle all this kind of similar to how like noodlers kind of you know kind of flounders around a little bit you know pun intended we're saying noodlers flounder get it yeah uh-huh. but i'm just... no, a lot all of right, people so... a lot of people won't get that we're gonna have to come back and explain that but <laughs> it's a fish or... reference a fish, a fish reference. reference not an aquarium we're, we're what 13 so. minutes in we we got our first fish first fish reference <laughs> you know i'm actually impressed we are exactly 13 minutes in and we started talking about pens and we didn't start talking about aquariums until 13 minutes after the start of the podcast <laughs> so congratulations to you and me no but here's <laughs> So, no, but here's where I'm confused because one of the issues that I had with this pen was because you know how I used to over-tighten caps. I actually, my friend sitting next to me, John, I gifted him several pens, and the first one I gifted him was the Monteverde Ascenza. And what I noticed that he was doing was when he caps his pens, he caps them super tight. Now, does that remind you of somebody? Maybe. Right. So I'm talking... You know, I used to cap them so tight that you would be like, holy shit, I can't uncap it, right? So It's like sword in the stone, except right, it's sword like, in the stone. <laughs> it's like pen in the cap. Pen in the cap, right. So, like, you know, my friend did the same thing, you know? And you would think that he's, like, double fist twisting it, like, you know, it's so tight. And then I'm like, you know, this is what it must have been like for Tom every time I handed Tom a pen. <laughs> so the Nemo sign singularity, I don't know if you remember, but I'm going to show you right now. This section has the threads that go into the cap, right? Right. 
So as with any section where the threads thread into the cap, if the cap is tighter than the th section is to the barrel, then you're going to unscrew right. the barrel instead of the cap. But right. I think you've scolded me enough times about over-tightening caps <laughs> that I've stopped over-tightening it, and it's no longer an issue. So right, for okay. years, I had this pen and didn't use it. As a matter of fact, I thought it was such a great option for a low-budget starter pen that it was in the award show I did, the Savage Pen Awards two years ago. Oh, that's way back when, yeah. yeah. three years ago. But... I'm just I can't I I'm trying to connect the dots. I don't get it. I don't see how someone can make a product this well because quality control at least for the acrylic versions are on point. Everything is just smooth, everything is well built. The nibs work fine. Like I have an extra fine it writes really well. I love the way it writes. The tolerances are incredible meaning I'm threading the cap on it's so smooth it feels lubricated. It's really well-made pen. What, what made you decide to revisit this pen? I'm curious. I pulled it out of my shelf. So I have a shelf full of pen trays. And I just, every once in a while, I'll just look at it and be like, oh, let me see what this is. And I'm looking at this blue pen, and I was like, part of this pen brings back, so I'm a very sentimental person, as you know, so part of this pen brings back memories of that blue pen versus green pen video mm -hmm. you and I did, and I remember thinking, oh, Tom had this pen, and then I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, I like this, and you were like, well, do you want it? And I, I was like, you know, I do, but I'm not going to take it from him, but, you know, so there are a lot of memories associated with it, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, right. that was the second time we did a video, I drove out there, remember, Yes. We set everything up. We didn't do that crazy skit in the beginning. I think it was just like a, <laughs> a green versus blue, green versus blue video. So I was just thinking about the history of it for me. And then I was examining it thinking, wow, this is actually a very decent pen. And I remember I only paid $25 for it. And I uh -huh. inked it up today with ink i forgot what i inked it up with it's like uh john what, what, what ink did i hold on a second so <laughs> i gave my friend john a, a bottle of private reserve daphne blue okay right cool. so i showed up to work here thanks man so i showed up to work and i realized i don't have any blue inks in my desk they're all green and stuff and i'm like you know what let me let me ink this up with a blue ink and i didn't have any so he had it on hand because i infected him with the fountain pen virus and Nice. Filled it up with the Daphne Blue by Private Reserve and writing with it. I'm writing in my my daily my daily fish log, as you can see here. You know what I mean? Nice. You know, this is this is the fish log for Socrates or Socrates' tank and the and the fry tank. Does Doctor Evil get his own Doctor Evil as well? Doctor Evil has his own nebula note, casual note. Nice. And that one is just for him. The fry tank in Socrates or Socrates' tank is this log over here. So I've kind of expanded. I don't want to get them confused, you know what I mean? Right. So, but just so you know, and the reason why the fry tank and Socrates' tank are in one notebook is because in the fry tank I have six baby fry and four shrimp. Now those baby fry, three of them are big enough to be in Socrates' tank. So I transferred them over today. 
So that's mm -hmm. why, even though it's two separate tanks, they get the same log because they're going to be the same household tank anyway. So the other three, I feel like they're just not big enough yet. I want them to get a little bigger. I want them to have less competition for food until before they go into Socrates' tank. Now, Socrates is a big blue fish compared to all the other fishes there. He's not a bully. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the Harlequin Rasporos that I have, they are so fast. I have to make sure Socrates eats first before I feed everybody else. You know? So what do you have to like call Socrates over and like here here you go, like and feed directly and then Kind of, yeah. You know... Kind of. So oh, basically wow. the freeze dried bloodworms or the pellets that I'm about to give Socrates, I'll go up to the top and he'll follow my hand, I'll drop it in front of him and he'll eat. I'll give him like five or six pellets and a couple of freeze dried bloodworms. And then I'll yeah. throw the rest, I'll throw a wafer down for the three albino corridoras to eat. And then I'll throw down some flakes for the rest of the fishes, fishies to eat. Nice. Right. So, but anyway, going back, I have a different log for the different boxes, glass boxes full of fish. And I was using the Nemesign today because I was thinking to myself, this is a very decent pen. Why haven't I used it in the last, last several years? And there's something I want to point out. The reason I haven't used it is because... I didn't want to unscrew the section while uncapping it, but I don't have that mm -hmm. problem anymore because I don't tighten it like as much. Yeah, I'm, it's not it's not like a nuclear weapon that if I don't tighten it enough, it's going to go off. That kind of thing. You know what? What pen I always had the problem with, even though I'm not a chronic over tightener, is the uh, Franklin Christoph uh, 65. Yeah, that didn't is... didn't you guys have the Bermuda Blue version? Well, the, the Gold Spot had the O2. Right. Um, okay. But I bought I bought one of the antique glass uh, mm. sixty five Stabilises, and it was like it was one of those uh, you know that you had to put your name name down on a wait list. And I was like, oh cool, I finally got antique glass, like the Coke bottle looking pen. Right. That's... And and I got it, and you know it was my first experience handling the Coke bottle material, which I kind of in my imagination, especially since it was called antique glass, felt like it was supposed to be more denser, heavier, solid material, but it's it's like frosted plastic, you know, it's just, it's, it's lighter. It's, it's, it's a resin. It's not, you know, plastic. I'll be fair to say that, but it's the acrylic. problem I, yeah, the problem I had with it was that I would do the same thing. Uh, even though I was not, I wasn't, do, I, I did do the, uh, the silicone grease and I, I dropped it a few times and, and then I wouldn't have an issue, but I would commonly have the issue where like I would try to unscrew the cap off but then I would unscrew the barrel at the same time because the the way that they have their threads for the cap is that the the cap threads are all the way at the front of the grip section as opposed to like at where the grip section meets the barrel. Hmm. So I just I would always end up uh, not always but like a significant number of times I would end up instead of unscrewing just the cap off I would unscrew the rest of the barrel. Right. So then you know what it is. My solution was. When I tighten the section to the barrel, you just a little bit extra. And then when you do the cap, you don't go crazy like I used to do. Uh -huh. Because that also reminds me. So, Joya. I have a Joya. I forgot the name of this pen. These 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 Italian brands, and they're long Italian The Alaria or the Partenope or something? No, no, yeah. this is the Alaria, not the Partenope. So, you're Italian. You tell me. Is it Partenope or Partenope? I, I like the sound of Partenope, 
because it just sounds very like authoritative. Like, what pen do you have? Partenope. That's all you should know. <laughs> so can I borrow your pen? Partenope. I don't know. <laughs> You're such a dad. So the, <laughs> I think this is the Alaria. Yeah, this is the Alaria. The Alaria is similar to the Franklin Kirchhoff that you were just talking about because it has the threads up front, but it's one piece with the barrel and it's a piston filler, so you're not going to accidentally right. unscrew the section from the barrel, which yeah. is which. It's funny. I don't really have that issue with the Franklin Kristoff pens, even when mm. I was a chronic tightener, because I think I would tighten this section to the barrel even tighter than I would with the cap. Right. And now, ever Makes since... Sense. Yeah, ever since I've corrected that weird OCD, <laughs> I don't have that issue with any pen now. And That's good. now I'm looking at this Nemesign and I'm thinking to myself, I fucking wish I bought all the colors. I only have the blue one. I would have gotten like the other colors. I don't even remember what they were. But had I known that I was going to like it as much as I do now, then I would have bought them all. And it brings me back to this video that I've seen a long time ago. It was a, it was a Goulet video. And Goulet, Brian Goulet was talking about, like, hold on to pens. Don't get rid of them just because you don't like it right now. Because a couple of years will go by and you may find that you just are in love with it. And this is an, a case of that exact same thing. That's so, like the antithesis of everything that Marie Kondo has taught me about organizing and, you know, finding the joy and tidying up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever, you've never read uh, Marie Kondo with the life-changing magic of tidying up i'm no. her name's marie kondo i'm not into yeah. i'm not into real estate so i don't really read books into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> you see what i did there yes i got you what what, what That's, sweater? that was a nice dad joke for not being right i know a, i know for not a human being a dad, dad i mean you're a, you're a fish dad and you're a cat dad so i guess that counts right but not being a dad i i did a pretty good job with, yeah you did with the Admirable. dad joke there yeah Admirable. so you know, as I was saying, what was I saying? You were saying that to keep it around for a few years and, like, let it grow on you and come back to this Nemocene pen and enjoy it for all that it is? Yeah, because if if you find eventually – oh, I'm knocking over my stuff. Hold on a second. If you find eventually that you like it because maybe your tastes have changed or maybe – the way you think changes. Like people think differently over years, right? Like you think about something now. In 10 years, your thoughts on it may change. That's one of the greatest things about thinking is you can change the way you think, right? So I used right. to think tightening caps like it was a chastity belt was necessary. <laughs> I don't think that anymore, right? So my thoughts have changed. And because my thoughts have changed, my ability to appreciate something has also changed, Okay, mm -hmm. so I do think it's necessary, like me right now, I think it's, ne let me finish one sentence before I go on. I think it's necessary to hold on to stuff because you might like it later. You might buy something now and be like, I don't know why I bought this. Fuck, I hate this. But then four years from now, I'll be like, I'm so glad I didn't get rid of it, right? <laughs> and that's a different thing than, like right now I'm in the process of cleaning house. So I have like a lot of pens at home that you or other retailers or people have sent me. And now I'm in the process of kind of making space and I'm not selling them because I, I refuse to sell something that like, you know, you guys provide me for review or someone provided me for a review because I feel like it's just not the, not the right thing to do, right? So I'm giving them away. 
and I'll give them away to like my friends, people I work with, things like that. Irrespective of price, it doesn't matter. It didn't cost me anything, and I'd rather I'd rather spread the fountain pen virus than hold on to something that I might use maybe once or twice in the next couple of years. It doesn't make sense, yeah. right? And also, too, is that if you're let's say giving it to a coworker or or you know friend, family member, or something, mm-hmm. it's it'll be kind of cool because let's say years from now they may bring it up again in mm-hmm. some way or another and be like, oh, you know that pen that you gave me? And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. How's it doing? And then you see, like, you get to see, it's almost like seeing a long-lost friend, like, re- being reunited again. Yeah. Really cool. and, and then on top of that, like, you'll find that out of maybe one out of every 20 people you give a pen to, one of them, it sticks, right? Yeah. So, for example, I have a friend named Angles, and he got interested in fountain pens actually here's the thing though i gave him one or two pens but he has over a dozen i think that he's bought himself right oh nice so yeah so he'll show up to work you know he shows up to work with a new pen and i'll be like what what is that and he's like oh i got this pen from this place or something like that and i sometimes i feel like saying to him like dude before you buy a pen just talk to me because you know i you bought it directly. That's what I feel like telling anybody that's like that's like, oh yeah, I like that. I was like, like do, just just talk to me first. Don't right. don't go doing any rash moves. Like just right. talk to me first. I'll set you straight. Because you know what it is? He'll buy like a cross pen directly from Cross. I'm like, dude, come on. You're you're paying full MSRP. You could have went to Gold Spot or Pen Shallot. And is it Shallot or Chalet? <laughs> No, no, seriously, I can't remember. We've had this discussion so many times. I know, but so many times I can't remember. C-H-A-L-E-T. But it depends if you're you're joking or not. No, I'm not joking. Is it Chalet or Chalet? It's Chalet. Chalet, okay. If you could go there and you can get it for 20% off because retailers online offer a 20% discount, right? So Mm. don't buy pens without me. He does it anyway, right? Because, you know, I think part of the joy of any hobby is the research and learning about it and shopping about it. Like, for example, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, you know, because I don't call you every day and tell you the same things over and over and over. I gotten into the fish keeping hobby recently. (laughs) (laughs) Have I mentioned that to you? So one of the, I notice it's the joy of any hobby is, like I said, researching it and figuring out what it is that you want and looking at how other people do things and modifying what you have to fit a visual that you want. For example, I'm right. constantly, when I'm at home, I'm constantly looking at aquarium decor, seeing how it could fit. And then I see other people who are just way better at doing this shit than me. Like I was looking at this one YouTube channel, KG Tropicals, and they are the website, <laughs> keepfishkeeping.com. And there's this girl named Lisa. She is doing this like video of setting up a 15-gallon aquarium, cube aquarium. And I'm watching her set it up, and I'm like, this thing looks like – I don't know how to explain it. It's like imagine you go into a fairy world, like, like a fantasy world where everything is just rays of sunshine, colorful flowers, and like – fairies and unicorns it's like she took a cube of that world where like fairies are flying around with like birds and colorful flowers and put it into an aquarium and i'm like <laughs> holy shit it's she like she just my... created an undersea utopia right <laughs> that's, 
That's perfect. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, looking at my my setup, and I'm like, my shit is pretty fucking boring compared to hers, mm-hmm. you know? However, she has been doing it for like 30 years, and not that this is relevant, but she's really gorgeous. But anyway, it's it's. I just got a notification that Caitlin Super Dead mentioned me in a comment. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Did you get a <laughs> Did you get a notification? Uh, probably. I I don't think I have the notifications turned on right now. All so. right, don't mess with it because I don't want to get interrupted. But mm-hmm. so or disconnected accidentally. But I'm just like, if you look at how I I aquascaped my first beta tank. It was literally Squidward's house on glowfish rocks, right? Like pink, green, blue rocks. That's it. Yeah. Then, then, but it's evolved since then to incorporate more various elements that you've been picking up from these people doing it online yes. and seeing their their techniques and their style and that, that, that kind of stuff. And you've just been full going down that hole. Oh, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm deep just dark prone. hole. I'm that prone abyss. to rabbit holes. That but Mariana's whole, trench. But my whole point is the fountain pen hobby is like any other hobby where I think sometimes there are pitfalls that you have to fall into or mistakes that you have to make so that you can appreciate the hobby, right? Like not just when it comes to purchasing stuff that you are paying more money for. Like, for example, my buddy who bought a pen that maybe he could have gotten 20% off. But for example... Let me give you an example that relates to me. I used to be of the mindset where I can only write with extra fine or fine nibs. Like it has to be a fine nib. I didn't want to write with mediums or anything broader than a medium. I didn't want to write with stubs and stuff like that. I never wanted to write in print. I only wanted to write in anything that looks close to Spencerian script or a copper plate. And if it's not that, I don't want to have anything to do with it, right? That's just because I was so fascinated by the ability of someone to write Spencerian or Copperplate that that's my goal. That was my eye on the ball. But then I think spending a lot of time looking at other people's Instagrams and in particular you and Vanessa, I started to think, oh, wow, maybe there's something to this whole medium nib bullshit that I'm I'm seeing him <laughs> write with or you know or she would write with a stub or you would write with a stub and and then I'm just watching how like you do your bullet journals because I pay attention to your bullet journal you in particular Tom because your bullet journals are just to me works of art and I was like there's something about the way he does it that I really like and then I realized it's because not everything is script like you'll actually use print or a combination of cursive and print Right, And sometimes I'll notice when you're doing your writing samples, when you're doing this, you'll write with a stub nib almost as if it were an oblique, right? right? So like sometimes you'll write sideways so that the downstroke is thin, but the cross stroke is wide. Right. Or sometimes you'll do a mixture of kind of a slanted stub. And then it opens up so many more options for... Mm-hmm like different types of printing so print can also be fun not just script right yeah like i was in the mindset if it's not script it's not worth doing right mm-hmm. now i do believe that cursive should be taught to kids and i think people need to learn how to write in cursive because otherwise how are you going to sign documents right how is it mm-hmm. going to but at the same time i am now recently discovering that one cursive is not the only way to write 
too, fine and extra fine is not the only nibs to use, and that there's right. a lot of fun to be had with mediums, folds, and stub nibs. So now I'm 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 seeing, yeah, I like to use thicker nibs, not just because of the changes up the way you print, but also because there's a world of ink qualities out there that I right. didn't really give myself a chance to explore. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't appreciate, you know, really nice sheening or shading ink with like an extra fine sailor nib. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't really happen that often. Yeah. Yeah, in or pilot or platinum let's not let's not leave out especially being that platinum is our sponsors and platinum is awesome oh yes yeah, yeah. true like the, yeah so but would you say that's a pitfall though or is it just a matter of uh, shifting your tastes or, or just having a a misconception of or like a narrow view of what fountain pens can do for you it's a pitfall i'll tell you why okay because i spent so much money on all these <laughs> pens and they all have extra fine and fine and now i'm looking at them and i'm like man i wish i had a medium nib on this pen or i wish i had bought this pen in medium like for example this one's a cheap version um this is a, an example that didn't cost me a lot that the nema sign singularity was only 25 dollars. i'm looking at it, it has an extra fine nib it's a great nib don't get me wrong yeah but if i pulled it out of my my tray after not touching it for years and thought to my and, and it was a stub or it was a medium, I'd have been like, yes, right? Yeah. So I feel like it's a pitfall because I- What are you feeling like your, your pen collection's all of a sudden going to be subject to alchemy and all of a sudden all those extra fine and fines will just turn into broads and stubs? I don't know after, what alchemy means. The, You're using well, it just words. transmutes. It just transforms into something else entirely, like taking lead and making it gold. Like it just will no. all of a sudden, like as it's sh- sitting on the shelf, it ages and it goes from extra fine to like broad over five years. Right, right. It grows. No, it's not like <laughs> algae, right? But there were times where people would send me pens and they would be mediums or broads and i'd forget that they sent me a nib size that i didn't prefer okay. and things like that and i was you know so every once in a while like for example my my montegrappa fortuna copper mule it has a bold on it oh okay. i don't know how that got there i would never fucking buy a bold <laughs> like when i got the copper mule but it has a bold and i'm like oh good i'm glad it has a bold and not nice. an extra fine something you know exciting and different right so it's like I, I guess pitfall is a little harsh. You know what I mean? Mm. And Well, I mean the pitfall being that like you just spent way too much money on a certain subset of pens in exactly. general. Like you didn't you didn't spread it around the, the the spectrum or you didn't anticipate that your taste would change and you're just like I must have all of the fines and extra fines. No other pen shall be <laughs> in my collection other than fine and extra fine. That's it. Yeah. So, real quick subject change. You can't see this because the way the camera's pointing, but by the way, it was because of you I bought four shrimp and threw it into my fry tank. You know that, right? Uh, because of the, cause, uh, well, I said mantis shrimp. I want to see a mantis shrimp in there. A mantis shrimp? No, we're not putting a mantis shrimp in the tank. So, do you know that the are... mantis shrimp can, like, it, it could do, like, a, this crazy punch where it's, like, so fast it actually, like, creates, like, a vacuum or something behind it or like it actually like heats up the water around it that it's like it's it's sick like look up find youtube videos about that they're crazy there's they're so colorful too they're so right. so very colorful so 
that <laughs> that sounds like a superhero. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but the shrimp I got, they're no bigger than an inch. One's called a cherry shrimp. The other one is like the same size as the cherry shrimp, but it's blue, but I forgot and I'm looking at it right now. So I have a pre-filter sponge on my Aquion Quiet Flow 10 on the 10 this gallon fry tank. I know nothing of. I have no idea what this all this is about, but don't it, tell me. Okay. <laughs> Dick. Go on, go but on. I forgot and I was I was looking at this, and I was telling my friend earlier, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot that shrimp are crustaceans, and they shed their exoskeleton. So attached to the pre-filter sponge is like a, it's like a clear shrimp coating in the oh, shape wow. of a shrimp. Yeah. So were you like, were you like, oh my god, my shrimp died, it went belly up. And no, it, like, looks, like, oh. it literally looks like a ghost of the shrimp. It's a ghost of a shrimp. Yeah. And that's funny. The moment I saw it, I didn't freak out because I know that they shed, and I was just like, "Holy cow, look at that!" I just thought it's interesting. Yeah. And... No, that's cool. I, I mean, like, I I would have preferred there being an actual mantis shrimp in the tank, but uh, but, but mantis work shrimp up to are it. like, aren't they big though? Aren't they huge and they're predatorial? They're, they're pretty shrimp? big, but I mean, at this point, you might as well just get another tank, you know? And no just have mantis shrimp, and then just <laughs> hit the mantis shrimp against other foes that it could just destroy and annihilate that would be awesome no that's not nice speaking i of, know it's not nice but maybe of... i don't know i just i just want a mantis shrimp that you could like that you could just appreciate the the savageness of the mantis shrimp because it's right. just like yeah maybe just watch youtube videos of mantis shrimp I guess yeah you could do that hey listen i want to talk to you fix. i want to talk to you about this text that you sent me a couple days ago i've been thinking about it <laughs> what okay. The one that I don't even remember. You sent me a text. I woke up to a text message from you, and you're like, I had this dream <laughs> where – do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> like, so first of all, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, there are so many things wrong with that story, with that dream that you had because – you first, do you want to tell everybody about the dream that you had that you got so well, mad I, at I me don't, about? I felt like I, I needed think... to apologize yeah, I don't think that I don't think that you've ever been the subject of my dreams before. Um, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but this dream this dream was particularly disturbing because all of a sudden I just I answer my front door in the dream and there's a giant like UPS box with like you know words like aquarium or something like on it, and then on the side of it was like another smaller box. And it was just like live fish was in it. And it was all like, it was all overnighted and everything. So it's got all the labels on it and everything. And for some reason, like in my dream, it was delivered by this really beat up car that had like the fish website plastered on the side of it. So it was just, it wasn't even like UPS or FedEx. It was like this fish place that you found. And I knew, you didn't even have to tell me. I knew that it was you that set me up with this, that you sent me all this fish stuff and that you were going to just force this upon me. Cause, and this, and none of this sounds at all completely unreasonable. Like I was just in, to, in my mind, in the dream, I'm like, yeah, this matches up. This, this could happen. This could definitely happen in real life. I, so there's so many things wrong with that story and I'm going to, two major <laughs> things wrong with that story. And I'm going to list them off for you. First thing is, first thing, I never actually sent you anything without getting your permission first. The same goes for the the mass quantity of pen BBS pens that I overnight like overnight yeah, just the, decided. The t-shirts, yes. Right. And the t-shirts, right? So we discussed that before I sent it to you. Mm. So there's that. And let's say that that doesn't hold water for for whatever reason. The second thing is, you know it takes me forever to mail anything. 
<laughs> like I'm the worst at shipping anything to anyone ever. So it's like the fact that I, if let's say I did want to gift you a huge tank and fish, I'd sit on it for like a year and then you'd end up with a huge tank with like a box full of dead fish. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't let fish die like that. But no, you wouldn't. Yeah, but I was like, well, why does he think that I would do that? And it sounds like I, I think it sounds eccentric and crazy and I guess yeah, that's it's right up your alley. It's right up my alley, but don't worry, I won't do that. I wouldn't do that. And I was I was probably upset more for the fact that I knew that my uh, that my better half was going to be upset about this too. He was like, "Where are we going to have room for this fucking fish?" <laughs> it's funny because you're like, "I was gonna so have mad to move you. those damn t-shirts out of there." <laughs> I was I was looking at the text, and you were like, "He was like in the dream." He's like, "So everybody listening, he was like, oh, he knew exactly who it came from." I was so mad at you, and part of me was like, "So do I apologize?" <laughs> or like should i apologize for him being mad at me in his dream because in truth i guess yeah if a fish tank showed up at his house if that ever did happen it would probably be because of me but i didn't actually do it so i wasn't sure how to handle that i just put a laugh emoji on it and stuff like that but you know you get you get those weird dreams sometimes of like people that you deal with on you know on the regular yeah and they could just be some of the most outlandish and and emotionally charged situations mm. and you wake up and you almost feel that that actually happened between you both uh-huh and and that and that just like the whole day it just kind of like has that little bit of like <laughs> i don't know like that little fog over it where you're just right. like we're just like Man, that, no, that didn't happen. I just have to keep reminding myself that didn't happen. No, it's, right. it's fine. Like we didn't, you know, it's it's so weird. But no, I, 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 I wasn't. Actually... I wasn't really mad at you. I just was like, I just was like in the dream. I was mad at you. But like when I realized it didn't actually happen, I was like, yeah. yes, right. <laughs> so the problem here is that is that maybe in some way maybe you are mad at me right <laughs> because of how pushy i can be as a matter of fact i have to cancel that fish order i sent to your house shit <laughs> <laughs> i gotta call up i gotta call up ups right now i gotta call up ups and i gotta cancel the dancing strippers shit <laughs> fish. i gotta i gotta contact uh, somebody via email at fishmobile.com <laughs> What is that called? What do you call that? You know, when those people show up to your house and they just start singing. I forgot what they the call it. The singing telegrams. The telegrams. Yeah, I got to cancel yeah. the fish telegrams. The fish telegram strippers. You may <laughs> not, not Charlie appreciate the it Charlie the is going to show up at my house and do a little soft shoe number. <laughs> yeah. So there was something else I wanted to talk to you about. I looked up online. I actually, I got the email for the top five pens that you made. And mm-hmm. on, I watched the video, and by the end of the video, you were like, these are probably going to be sold out. <laughs> yeah, you were right. All the Yeah, they were done. They yeah. were all the done. The Amadeus is done, yeah. Yeah, so whoever missed out on the Amadeus, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm really glad that they sold out because <laughs> I, I actually, since we're talking about dreams, I can't remember at what point I had the dream, but I had a dream that you were mad at me. There's a common theme here. You were mad at me because... <laughs> Because your house was filled with T-shirts and Amadeus pens that won't sell, <laughs> right? So I don't remember when I had that dream, 
but I did feel a sense of relief after watching the top five videos. I went to the Goldspot website and I looked up the Amadeus pen and it sold out. So I was like, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Then I went to the Ink Journal website to see if the t-shirt sold out. No, they didn't sell out. They are still, no. they are still no, they're there. Still, they're still there. Yeah. Those so, are getting those are getting bigger by the day. Yeah, like they're yeah they're 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 transmuting into something else entirely. They're, they're, yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking everybody who writes an email to the Pentertainment Podcast <laughs> Gmail dot com maybe they should just get a shirt, right? Oh jeez. Yeah. Well now, but now that that you brought that upon yourself, now it's going to be like like hundreds of people are going to email. Just, okay, just I change, you wait. I, just you I wait. change my mind. Here's what we're going to do. I think we should just do a Fountain Pen Day, because Fountain Pen Day, by the time people are listening to this, was last weekend. It's already passed. Right, it's already passed. So everybody just, we're going to do a giveaway for each size, like right? So like large, medium, small, extra small, did we do? Or did we do small, medium, large, extra large? I can't remember. That's it. Small, medium, large, extra large, yeah. Yeah. And then, I think there was a... Did we do 2X too? I don't know. No. I don't think so. I Maybe think it was not. just extra large, no, right? No, no, I think it was just extra large, yeah. So so what do you think? You think we should give away four shirts for Fountain Pen Day? Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I would probably leave it up to the person that wins it to pick the size because, like, you, you know, are you going to find somebody who's going to be into a small and be like, yeah, I'll take that small? Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because there might be there, because the, like mostly maybe everybody's gonna be large and extra large. I don't know. No, okay. So. That's true. So let's figure out a giveaway, right? Yeah. You want maybe? Do that? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> maybe have have people enter by sharing photos and tagging you and I on it of their aquariums. With a, I with like a pen it. in front of it. Put I a pen like... in front of the aquarium and tag it. Yes. Like put it put it so that the, the so put it so that it looks like the fish is eating the pen. <laughs> you know how hard it I I didn't know this. I know it now. Do you know how hard it is to get your fish in a photograph that you want? Like you'll see the fish sitting there doing <laughs> something, you'll get your phone camera out and right as you're about to take the picture they'll move. And I feel like they do it deliberately. It's yeah, very I difficult. I think that's that's pretty much I think that's a human thing that you think that they're they're doing a delivery, but they have no idea that the picture is being taken of them. They have no idea how a camera works, Roy. You never know. If you they never, did, how, how do we know? They would we know own they us instead of we owning them. That's not true. If they knew, that's not yes. true. How is that they, even the possible? The fish would uprise and take over the human species because, frankly, we are not that smart. And if the fish got a little bit smarter than us and knew how to use cameras, then they would overtake us for sure. I don't agree. The end of the human race. I don't agree. End. I don't agree. You know why? <laughs> because they're still in a glass box full of water, and we're not, right? And think about but it. But the think about it. The ocean is much bigger in size than all of the landmass that we live. Are on. you telling me you think that if fish in the ocean were as smart as people, we'd be fucked? Oh yeah, because then they would be building nuclear silos in the Marianas Trench. They don't have fingers. Be... How are they going to be building nuclear silos? They have octopuses with eight arms. That's productivity. Octopuses with eight arms is as useful Octopi. as a dude with eight dicks. Like, what what can they do with those eight arms? They can't do anything with it. They can't like pull triggers. They can't type on a keyboard, right? I'm sure they say that about us and our our little jointed you know digits that we have there but they got they got claws man the crustaceans they got them claws 
they could probably tighten a cap a lot more than you can. <laughs> <laughs> There's some scary fish out there, though. Yeah. Do you know like what the, I mean? Was it the angler? The angler fish? Angler is, fish. Is, There's some yeah. fish that are so far down in the ocean, right? And the pressure is so, like, powerful. And it's, like, so secluded that they're like prehistoric like if we pull them up and we see them now they'd look like fish that live when the dinosaurs were alive you mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah so i think that's interesting you yeah. know hold on one well, second the, you have like you have like dolphins dolphins are pretty smart to begin with mm -hmm. maybe they just create and then also like there's the uh what the killer whales yeah and they're just savages oh yeah terrible who wh wh who's the killer whales the kill the orcas oh yeah yeah I heard about that. I, I like saw Shamu. Shamu, don't don't turn your back on Shamu. Shamu will clap you. Savage. Mm. Did you know that the blue whale is the biggest mammal on the planet? Yes. Isn't it? I think I think I think it's the biggest creature on the planet, right? You know, you know what a whale's uh, piece of male anatomy is called? A whale dick. It's called a dork. Get the fuck out of here. Are you <laughs> serious? Up. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that a did you know that a whale's dick is called a dork? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, are you serious? Or are you fucking around? I'm, I'm looking it up just to make sure I'm correct on this. Look it up. I we we have to know the the truth. Actually, the term dork as a penis is documented. Yeah, but is it a whale's? Is it a whale's penis? Let's see. We like to cover all subjects here on the Pentertainment Podcast. Let's see, where'd you get a dork? Oh, maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe I. I, I would prefer. Let's just leave it at that because that's fun. No, I, we got. We got. We got. I, I like. I mean, it's not going to be on natgeo.com, right? <laughs> Just like I'm like looking at urban. websites. I'm like, okay, Wikipedia. And like I can't, I can't credit anything credible. But I just know from <laughs> you're gonna have the FBI knocking your door down. Why are you looking up whale dick? <laughs> well, whale dick and fountain pens in the same day. What is happening here? No, you're you just made you just made the the hot list. <laughs> oh gosh. It's just it's just coming to that time that witching hour right yeah. now. It's hey, fun. you know something? I was uh, Bryce from Luxury Brands was texting me about Joya, right? Okay. You want to hear something cool about the progress that he's making with Joya? Sure. Levenger just took on the whole brand, Joya. Cool. That's that's a big account, right? I'm really happy for Bryce. I like Bryce. He's a good guy. And, yeah. and the, the, Bryce, if you're listening, the moment you stop sponsoring this podcast, we're going to talk shit about you. <laughs> and then we won't like you. Oh, the other day, the other day I had to ask him about a price on a platinum Curry Kara Ken fountain uh -huh. pen. And what happened was like, what happened was I, I, I was like, oh, you know, I was talking to Kieran. It's like, oh, we should probably ask Bryce about that. Then instead of, instead of me like letting her give, give him a call or something, I decided I was like, "Oh, I gotta voice message him oh. <laughs> instead." I like I take any opportunity to message Bryce like using the the voice memo now. Right. I, I 
I I enjoy it very very much. So. Oh yeah, just because we know we're busting chops, like yeah. So people don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna explain it really quick. So with the iPhone, you can actually record voice messages by touching that little icon in the in the text message field. Not not to be confused with talk to text. Right. Where like you where like you talk into the phone and it converts it into a text message and you send a text. This is actually sending like a miniature voicemail to the recipient right. in the form of like a little snippet which i mean should be like i don't know is, is like what what would you say that would be ideally used for I, is this to convey like if you can't use the talk to text or if you want to convey the raw palpable emotion in your voice like that's what you would use it for but like it's like Bryce a- would be like uh yeah so um <laughs> it's right like uh, uh, tom uh, i we just checked the stock room and uh we got 5 uh, of these uh yeah of these pens uh so just let me know okay no but just see, be like that but the know? way you did it just now you actually got to the point quicker than he did like for example <laughs> like if his message were was hey i have a nemo sign singularity in blue in my possession Let, let's say that's the message right he'll be like oh hey uh what's going on so um uh, uh, yeah, uh, oh, just got confused for a second because I saw a bottle of water on my desk. I don't know when it got there, but, uh, <laughs> it's there now, you know, so if I'm thirsty, I can, I can drink out of it. But then again, I'm not sure if I'm going to drink out of it just yet. Anyway, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Nima sign. So I was going to talk to you about the Nima sign and the blue one in particular. Gee, I like blue. So he keeps going on all, on all these tangents. So a 10-second message is actually about four fucking hours long because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't get to the point. But, yeah, it's, it's – I actually like – we were busting his chops one time, leaving all these crazy messages for him. Oh, yeah, that was One fun. time. Yeah. That was good. I just, I just love the response he sent back. I think yeah. he just sent back "fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a good time. I, I he 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 could take a joke, you know. He's just, no, he he's get, uh, he's a solid guy. Yeah, he doesn't he's, get upset he about does, it. But I mean, that's that's we kind of throw stuff back at each other anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good guy, and he doesn't get butt hurt like that. So it's it's he. I like him. He's a good guy. Because he sponsors this podcast first and foremost, and then all those personality traits that make him favorable is second. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, congratulations to him for getting Joya on the Levenger website. Are you guys carrying Leven- uh, Levenger, Joya? No, you know, I, not not at this time though. Mm-hmm. Like, I just we just ended up taking in uh, the Waldman, uh, the the Vela, and the the was it the rose gold, the rose gold, and the the Ruthenium one. Mm-hmm. We had the two new. Uh, th- those are Tuscany pens. Oh yeah, yeah. Tuscanies. You actually like the Ruthenium um, better than the rose gold one, right? Um, both of them are pretty nice. Yeah, I, I think like the rose gold and it kind of reminds me of the chocolate one a bit. Mm. I see. Uh, but they're but they're really nice with like how they decorate the caps and everything. It's yeah. it's it just really is like a a very much like higher end luxury pen that doesn't is not like you know Mont Blanc price, but yet right. it still has the same. I think the same like quality and craftsmanship that goes behind sure 100 you know? hey so, listen 
Before we sign off, what are the chances that you have any Nima sign singularities in your stockroom at work? Zero. Zero percent chance. Like somebody could have yeah. stashed one away. Oh yeah. The the only yeah the only two that I know of is the ones are the ones that I own. So that's it. Mm. That's that's all that. Yeah. But I, I like to use them. I still use them. Yeah. I mean they're you know, really good. Every once in a while. I'm never gonna let this one go because if I, I lose this one, I lose them forever. I'm not. No. 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 That's not yeah. how it is. I'm gonna h- hang on to this fucker, and I guess like if it <laughs> if it breaks, warranty is just there's yep, no recourse. So it's, I gotta you're, treat you're this on thing. your own. Yeah, so I gotta treat this thing like like it, like the the last one on the planet. Yeah, it's why the last pen. Yeah, yeah. Before we go, anything you want to talk about, or we got everything. Uh, well, we just had Fountain Pen Day was this past Friday. And yes, but it's not Friday yet, so we're talking about it in the past tense. But right, it didn't that's what I'm saying. Yet. It was it, it it's this past Friday as you're listening to this uh, this podcast here, and we have upcoming. We have some crazy stuff going on. I think for for Black Friday, I think we could probably expect, even though some people might not be into it, you know, or or some people might be doing it early. You know, I think that there's going to be a lot of pen retailers are going to be into it mm-hmm. uh, and doing some stuff for it so that's something to keep a lookout for and you know maybe we'll talk to bryce and see if we could do something for that or if he's got any plans for if uh, any of the various brands that luxury brands carries might be doing something for that but there's usually like either giveaways or sales or stuff like that usually goes on for mm-hmm. that particular time but yeah other than that it's all you know got nothing else cool so hey i want to give away a t-shirt i want somebody to tag us on instagram a photograph of their pen with a fish in the background or aquarium in the background a drawing of a fish in the background or just a drawing of a fish something fish related (laughs) fish and pen related right yes oh we have to explain the reference where we said floundering around when we were talking about noodlers inc yeah well no we were talking about um Oh, yeah, because Noodler's the catfish and flounder, yeah. Yeah, so people who yeah. don't know, just so you know, noodler, noodling is a sport where people will swim into like a small pond where there's like catfish living in a hole and they'll jam their fist in that hole and let the catfish suck on their fist and they'll pull the catfish out of the water. That's a sport, apparently, some places. Yes. Right, so that's fish-related. And when Tom said floundering around, flounder is a fish, so he was... Yeah. He, yeah, he was... He was winning first prize, first prize for dead jokes on that one. So, <laughs> I think mine should be first prize. I forgot how cheesy was my joke earlier. Yours was pretty good. Yeah, uh, so I give you plenty of props on that. It's cool. amazing. Yeah, yes, uh, plenty of admiration from a fellow dad joker. Right. Are so. you doing no shave November? No, actually, I I'm told by my wife that my current chin strap beard is only a temporary thing. Mm. That I have to return back to the goatee at some point, but I want to do this for my uh, my kids' rec team. Since I'm the assistant coach, we were go- we were dressed up as uh, Smurfs for this past uh, weekend. Mm. I know this is really confusing. This is like time travel for people listening to this like next week. So, <laughs> so like this is for for the Halloween. Where I was, we were dressing up as, and I was Papa Smurf since I'm like you know one of the coaches and you know so i had the beard going with like the red hat and the red track pants with the blue shirt mm-hmm. so it was very it was very fitting cool cool but, yeah 
Are right. you going for No Shave November? Yeah, this is No Shave November for me. This is wow. as good as it gets, right? That's I'm like haggard. I'm like I'm like a, a wet peach <laughs> on my best day. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have the male hormone necessary to grow facial hair. Dude, like you, you, save, you save a lot on uh, on razor blades and shaving cream. At yeah, least I've used the same. I've used the same razor for like the last twenty years. And I you used... know how frustrating it is though when as 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 i get older that like my hair especially like the areas that are affected by receding like hairlines and male pattern baldness starts to dissipate from the areas that i want it to and then just migrates <laughs> to areas that i don't want it to <laughs> like like how is that that just doesn't make any sense to me yeah but i guess that's just how things are so yeah you know well listen you know on that note. <laughs> yeah. Hold on one second. Hold on. Pee break. Talk about something. Oh, at the very end of an episode? We right. got no, to talk no, about I something. To, I, just had to, I just had to get up for a second. All righty. But listen, okay. uh, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. And I hope you had a fantastic fountain pen day. And stay inky. And I hope that you also had... And a fantastic fountain pen day. Alrighty. Later, guys. Later.